Now, if the next, the next thing for the apostle, apostolic work, and that's why an apostle easily transitions into other ministries, is because an apostle, right, maintains, and this is, so, so this is you, when I say an apostle, I mean you. No, when I say an apostle, I mean simple, it's simple enough for you. Yes. It's you who's not going to compare. You who's choosing your territory. You who's using your one talent. Start your ministry with one, with two, with five, with ten, eleven. That's what I mean. Now, the apostle, all right, maintains strongly the message of the gospel. That's your next point. For your apostolic ministry, to be fulfilled, you need to maintain your gospel message. The message of the gospel. Wow. Oh, yes. Yes. The gospel message. You, you become a master of the gospel message. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Now, what is the gospel message? Number one. The greater love. Is a gospel message. You know about the greater love. Can you can you can you say can you preach about the greater love? Now you are not ready for your apostolic. You need to be able to talk about God and about the greater love that Jesus is loving you with a greater love than the love of that boy. The best love. Number two. The prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son is bent into the heart of an apostle. And that's why you notice that I have preached in many ways at many times about the prodigal son. Because this is the big work. You see, an apostle starts right from the beginning. The simplicity of witnessing, talking to people, bringing them, bringing them to God, bringing them to God, understanding the story of the prodigal son, going through the whole story of the prodigal son, how God still likes the prodigal son even though he's way out there, way out. How many are glad that God liked you when you were way out there? How many have been out way at sea? How many couldn't see the land? You couldn't see, like you were on sea, you couldn't see the land. You know, when I went for this crusade, a brother came from Nigeria to Cameroon. So I was asking him how he came. He said, and he came on a speedboat. And I said, so how is it like? He showed me where in Nigeria they came on the speedboat. And he said, when the speedboat goes into the sea, eh? and not so many people on the sea, that it goes deep into the sea, and then they turn towards Nigeria. I said that at a point, you can't see any land. You can't see the land. You can't see anywhere. Said, How does the guy know where he goes? Oh, we don't know. He just goes, and you can't see anything. 
Then after some time, you begin to see the oil rigs. The oil rigs in Nigeria. Then you begin to see the oil rigs. And then you know that you are getting. Then you start to see the land. But there's a point where there's nothing at all. You can't see. And there was a time in your life of sinning. You couldn't see even oil rigs. You couldn't see any land. You couldn't say to the west. You couldn't say to the south. But God still liked you when you were far away. In the sea of forgetfulness. He threw all your sins away. And took you back. So the prodigal son story, it must be like when you start speaking it. When I start preaching about a prodigal son, I feel some special grace and anointing. Oh, yes. Yes. Because that's the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number three. The gospel message is the message of John 3.16. God so loved the world. An apostle is a gospel man. He's a gospel man. He said, I, I, I don't want Satan to beguile you from the simplicity of the gospel. That's an apostle. Gospel preaching. Put me on stage, close my eyes, and I can preach to you John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you start. Number one, God so loved. Oh, yes. That's an apostle. Some say, oh, no, but I'm a, apostle is a senior. It is not these type of messages that uh, this is the This is the message. This is a great message. This is an apostle who will stand and talk about John 3, 16. It's an apostle, a higher level of anointing and grace. Don't listen to all these people with all kind of fancy things. John 3, 16, you can't take us away from it. That's an apostle standing there and talking. I said, if he that cometh, verse 4, preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel, (laughs) another gospel which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Now, some people feel that curses are not biblical. It's not biblical to curse somebody. But I want you to know something. And because we are talking about this. That curse curses. Because some people feel that, oh, maybe we pronounce curses. On that. Well, pronounce curses. I believe, in, I believe that Moses pronounced curses. Joshua pronounced curses and so on. But in the New Testament, Paul also pronounced curses. Oh, yes. In Galatians, he pronounced a curse that if anyone comes to preach another gospel, another message different from this one, let him be a curse. Galatians, 
Is this man going to be fast? Though we or an angel from heaven, it's even so. Let's say it goes higher than an apostle. Comes with another, any other gospel unto you, apart from that which we have preached unto you. Let him be a curse. He cursed them. Yeah, that shows you how important the message is. You can't just preach whatever you want to preach. You can't just do anything you want to do. You've got to be a master of the gospel. A master of the prodigal son story. I should put you in church. You don't know what to preach. Just start talking about the prodigal son. It should flow from you like water. That shows you that. And when you stand with just one person, you got one talent, it means you'll be preaching to one person. And you talk to the person about the prodigal son. It is powerful. I'm telling you, very powerful. One, one time I was invited to preach somewhere in a faraway country. When I got there, well, just before I got there, a brother called me and told me, he said, I hear you've been invited to this country. I said, yeah. And he said, well, I hope you preach well. And I said, why? And he said, <laughs> he said, well, I preach there. And when I finished preaching, the pastor met with me after the service and told me, you didn't preach well. And the pastor told him, the pastor told him that because he didn't preach well, the honorarium, which means like the offering that they would have given to him, it has been greatly reduced. And that the sign the sign, shh, the sign that his message was not good and his preaching was not good was how low the offering was after he preached. So anyway, he said, I wish you well. So when I got to this country, I, when I got to this country and I got, they welcomed me, I got to the hotel, put me in one of the tallest buildings in the world. Wow. When I got there, I prayed, I said, oh God. Oh God. What shall I preach about? Because I've never been told such a message before I came somewhere to preach. So I was thinking, Lord, what am I going to preach? You'll be successful. You'll be prosperous. You'll be this. Ah. Then suddenly the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, preach your best message, the gospel. John 3.16. So when I heard that, John 3.16, I was thinking, Lord, you have brought me here to disgrace me. Because it's so basic. Too simple. So I went to the church. And then they gave me a short time to preach to. So here we don't want long preaching. Just short preaching. I think they gave me 
35 minutes and 5 minutes for altar call. So in all 40 minutes. Yes. So I was very, shh, I was very worried. Learn, you learn from one day somebody invite you like that. I was very worried. I was very worried that I should preach in time. But people don't like when they say don't preach long. They don't, they mean it. So I was watching the time. 30 minutes, so 20, 25, 20, 30, 30, 32, 33. So I preached exactly 35 minutes. Wow. Oh, yes. But I preached John 3, 16. Wow. And because the pastor had told the one who came to visit before that he didn't preach well, the pastor was sitting on the right side. So I preached mostly on the left side. I just kept, I kept moving to the left side. And I was, I was preaching to this side. So, when, when it was 35 minutes, I knew that time is up. So, I stopped preaching, and then I did an altar call. I said, want to give your life to Christ. And I finished exactly 39 minutes and some seconds. And then, I handed, I, that's when I first turned to look at the pastor. When I looked at the pastor, you know what I saw? The pastor's face was as if you had poured water. I was crying. So I said, my God, what have, what have I done? What have I done? I've come to cause trouble here. What is this? So, the pastor came, took the microphone, and then you know what he said? He said, this is the original message. Original message. He said, we've deviated from the original message. And he says, this is what we started with. This is how we started. That's why I said, apostolic ministry, there's marital commitment. I will not change my commitment to the message. I will not change my commitment to what I am doing. I will continue to do it. came the meeting about the honorarium. <laughs> when he gave the honorarium, he said, since our church began, about 30 something years ago, he said, this is, the, apart from one, and he gave an explanation for that, this is the highest offering we have ever given. John 3.16. Listen, this is the message of an apostle. The gospel. Yes. You may think it's a message of an evangelist, but this is the great apostle Paul. He said, look, the gospel is anyone who comes with a different thing. Uh, this is when his cursing anointing came. He cursed the person. Then, the next gospel is the story of the cross. Yes. You must be able to tell the story of the cross. God sent his son. 
Jesus was born of a virgin Mary. He grew up. He started preaching. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He was anointed. He preached. He healed the sick. He healed the blind. He opened the eyes of the blind, deaf, dumb, paralyzed, dead. You have to be able to tell all those stories. That's the story of the cross. Until one day at the end, he went to Jerusalem. He was betrayed by his pastor. He was put, sent to judge by the priest. He was put before Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate washed his hands. He said, I don't want to have anything to do with it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was crucified between two thieves, as was predicted. And he was buried with the rich. And after the third day, he rose again. That story, you know, I always thank God for the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. No, the Catholics, eh, they have been persistent in telling this story every year to the whole world. They never change. no the story of the cross. Clap for the Catholics. I tell you, they have never failed to present this message and this story, all the things that happened. Yes. Yes, they are committed to that and they have never changed it. That's why we celebrate and, and it is through them that this message of the cross has been transmitted for hundreds of years to the whole world. This story of exactly what happened to Jesus. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Then the next gospel message is the blood. The blood of Jesus. Ah, you must. You know, when I, when I, when I was not uh, uh, developed in the gospel message, I saw somebody who written a book on the blood of Jesus. And I was wondering, what is he writing? Well, Jesus died on the cross and his blood was shed. And so what? So what's happening next? Yeah. He's written a whole book on the blood. Yeah. You must become a specialist in preaching about the blood of Jesus. And if you can't, if you can't, then your apostolic ministry is not well developed. I want you to, you must sit with somebody and be able to tell him or her, my dear, don't worry. I remember one, one lady you know, she, 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 wanted to, she wanted to kill herself. Mercy. Yeah. She wanted to kill mm-hmm. herself. And, um, and the reason was because she was so sad. She had had sex with so many people and she had a child. I think she had a, a little child. And, you know, she said, so she, she went through the yellow pages and just called her pastor. And the pastor is the one who was telling the story. We are talking about one-to-one ministry. Wow. And when this lady called him, he said, she said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to tell my daughter when she asks, who is daddy? Where is daddy? Because she said, I don't know who, which one is daddy. There are so many people. I don't know who is the daddy. When she asks, who is, where's my father? I don't know. And then she said, I'm, I'm still going to kill myself. And this pastor said he prayed. You see, this is a one-to-one evangelism. One event, one apostle. He said, what shall I tell her, Lord? What shall I tell her, Lord? And then the best came to him. Though your sins are red like scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. Wow. And and he was able to save her and stop her from the nonsense. He was able to stop her from that nonsense. You see, you must become a man with the one talent to one person. Two talents for two people. Five talents for five people. And God is going to bless you mightily. 
how many are becoming more established in the gospel message? Yeah. I mean, an apostle is a man with the gospel. Yeah. When he stands and preaches, you think he's an evangelist. You think he's an evangelist, but he's an apostle. Then you must become established in the message of judgment. Wow. It is appointed to man once to die. And after that, judgment. Wow. Hey. Hey. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that's where Lazarus and the rich man comes in. Yeah. Ah, you must know the story of Lazarus and the rich man by heart. It's the only story of a man who died. And what happened to him after he died. That it was the only reliable story we have in the Bible. You must be an expert. Of that story. Of that story. 